Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode on the More Than Social podcast. Today, we have an awesome guest, Andrea, who's here to help us simplify our Instagram marketing game. We all know it's a super, super powerful tool, but it's constantly changing, so it's really hard to keep up with. That's why I asked Andrea to come on here. She is an expert with everything to know with Instagram of how we can actually turn our followers into sales, and that's really what I want to talk about today. So she is an incredible, incredible human being. She has an incredible story about how she actually left her nine to five jobs and built two profitable businesses over one year, actually, thanks to social media. So I'll let her share all the details. So let me just bring her on. Hope you're excited. Hey, Andrea, welcome to the More Than Social podcast. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Of course, I'm super excited to chat with you and good morning. I'm going to say again, I know we repeated that on offline. Yes, but... Good afternoon to you over in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners. Coming to you from the future. <laughs> Actually though, so you're Friday morning right now. I'm Thursday evening. She's in Australia, which interesting story for those of you who don't know. I actually lived in Australia for a year while I was getting my marketing degree. So best experience, best weather, highly recommend. You're in Sydney, you said, right? I'm in Sydney, yes. So the weather's not quite as nice as where you were on the Gold Coast, but I can't complain. It's still pretty moderate. Yeah, I I love Sydney. I went there three times when I lived in the Gold Coast and I did the pirate ship that goes, I don't know if it's pirate ship, but pirate ship that goes around the harbor. I I climbed to the top of the mass when I was doing it. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. And did you get to see any of the other attractions like the Harbor Bridge and things like that, the Bondi Beach? Yeah. Yeah, all amazing. the things. I did all the things. Yeah. Amazing. 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 <laughs> well, thank you so much for waking up and chatting with me. I appreciate it. So I did a quick little intro about you and I mentioned you had a really unique story of how you quit your nine to five job and use social media to build not one business, but two, right? Yes, that's correct. So at the time I was working at a local radio station here. I had previously completed my degree in marketing and I straight out of finishing that degree, got the job at the radio station in a sales and marketing role. And I was there for about six years, but I'd say probably around three to four years in, I really just started to feel like this is not what I'm meant to be doing with my life. I'm not feeling fulfilled in this job and in this career. I really feel like I'm meant to be doing something more. And at that point, I'd always loved the idea of being my own boss. And I'd always loved the idea of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. I have always had a bit of a creative flair and loved things like makeup and fashion, that sort of thing. So my actual first endeavor into business was as a makeup artist. So while I was working my full-time job, I actually got qualifications on the side 
as a makeup artist. And so that was my first little, I guess, flare into the world of entrepreneurship. So on the side of my nine to five, I started my makeup business. And so I was working Monday to Friday at the radio station. And then on weekends, I would be doing makeup clients, you know, everything from special event makeup, even some commercial makeup for some big brands like GHD hair, weddings, school formals, and everything in between. And at that point in time, I couldn't afford to use traditional media to market my makeup business. So I knew how expensive radio was being in that industry. And I'd also have, like, I had a lot of networks who were in TV, newspapers, and I just, I knew you had to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars in order to have any sort of meaningful campaign on those platforms. So I took my history in marketing, my degree in marketing, and I started to look more into social media. Now, at the time that I did my degree, and this is going to show my age, I graduated in 2011. So back then when I did my degree, social media was still in its infancy. We didn't really learn a whole lot about it, but I did learn those core marketing principles that you can apply really to any form of media. So I learned everything I could about social media, particularly Instagram, because obviously makeup artistry is such a visual service. So I learned the ins and outs of Instagram. I started my Instagram page and also a blog alongside that and a YouTube channel way back in the day. And yeah, I couldn't believe the results I was getting. I was getting pretty much 90% of my bookings and my leads through Instagram. People just sending me DMs, wanting to book in. And from there, I, I started to grow a real passion, particularly for Instagram marketing. And my radio clients were starting to ask me questions because obviously social media was starting to really skyrocket and people were, my clients were asking me about, you know, Facebook and Instagram and how do I get on these platforms and how do I, you know, you're young and you know, and all these, you know, kind of things. And, and so I found myself helping them with social media while I was still helping to service them with their radio ads. And then I started to think to myself, you know, this is totally something that I could go out on my own and do. And, you know, I'd always loved the idea as well of starting my own marketing agency, but I just never really knew where to start. And so again, started like deep diving into, you know, how to start your own agency. And I took courses and I hired coaches. I invested in coaching. I'm a big proponent of coaching. I think it's so important to learn from people who are where you want to be. So I invested in business coaches, um, particularly people who had their own social media agencies. And I finally made that leap, which was probably one of the scariest things I did leaving, you know, this full-time job where I was getting paid a great like, salary to <laughs> take that leap and basically cut my, my salary by a third. <laughs> <laughs> but I never looked back and it's now five and a half years later and I am just happier than ever. I feel so fulfilled and I'm so, I just feel so lucky that I can get up now and do this every day. So I run a social media agency, particularly specializing in Instagram. And I also uh, offer Instagram coaching as well for those businesses who maybe you're a one woman, one man show that wants to do it on your own, you want to learn the ins and outs. And so I help Amazing. people with that as well. 
Amazing. I, I love the journey. It's it's pretty incredible when you think back to your marketing degree. And I have to ask, what school did you go to? So I went to the University of Wollongong. Okay. So I was yeah. similar. So I was 20, no, 2012, I think it was when I graduated from Griffith University. So oh, wow. I was just curious because okay, yeah. I was yeah, only a year behind. But yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> like yeah, when I did school there, digital marketing, it was an elective at that point, whereas mm. now it's like a full degree. So it's mm-hmm. like, we can say we're the OGs of the marketers um, <laughs> doing this all before any of this blew up. But it's really, really powerful how you can utilize the tools that everyone's using every single mm-hmm. day to be able to quit your job. And it's like, yes, that mm-hmm. it's a really scary leap. I 100% get that. Mm-hmm. I had to go through it too. But it's it's something that five and a half years later, like, congratulations, mm-hmm. you're still here. And that's like a big thing Thank for you. people listening. It's, it's a couple of years mm-hmm. in maybe, or maybe there are three, four or five mm-hmm. years, but it's like, really knowing the power of just Instagram alone, like there's so many mm-hmm. out there, but it's, oh, it's incredible totally. what you've done. Totally. Like Instagram is such a big player in the social media space. And I know that there was some debate with TikTok coming out and whether or not that was going to make Instagram irrelevant. But Instagram is constantly reinventing. And, you know, obviously they introduced reels and um, there's a lot of new and exciting features that they're rolling out now. Um, I feel like they're always looking ahead to reinvent the platform so that they can stay relevant. So I'm such a sucker for Instagram. I absolutely love it. I live and breathe that and just going back to the journey as well for those entrepreneurs who are maybe a little bit newer to the game it's really important I think to to also highlight the struggle Um, it certainly wasn't an easy five years so if you're maybe in that stage of the journey where you're you're struggling I just want you to know that that's totally normal I have had those days weeks and even months where I've just been in tears yeah there's definitely lots of ups and downs but hang in there because I promise if you just persist and you don't give up it it will come Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it comes back to that yeah. whole consistency piece with Instagram exactly. doesn't matter about business in general, just being mm-hmm. consistent, the, totally. the results will come. But regardless mm-hmm. of the level you're at, you're always going to go up and down and up and down. It's just a matter oh, of totally. how you react to it, right? Totally. Yeah. Like it's, it's such a mindset game. So I think as long as you just never give up and you you keep persisting and you're not afraid to ask for help when you need it. Yeah. I think that they're the most important things. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. So let's go into, I really want to dive into eventually, how do you get clients off Mm. of Instagram, whether that's Mm -hmm. for your makeup business, for example, or for your Mm -hmm. agency now. But before Mm -hmm. we do that, I talk a lot about how you need to understand who you're talking to in the online world. And previously, Facebook would give you really awesome insights Mm -hmm. to be able to tell what pages people are searching all of that fun stuff. So let's take it to Mm -hmm. the Instagram side from a research Mm -hmm. perspective. How can Mm -hmm. you utilize the platform to really know what to say on social media, Mm -hmm. even what content to be posting, that type of stuff? How do you Mm -hmm. utilize it? Yeah, totally. And And Instagram is a really powerful tool for you to be able to do that social listening. Um, So as you mentioned, it's so important to have a good idea of who your ideal client is. This is the first thing I do for my agency clients. I always sit down and I, I make a really detailed outline of who their ideal client or customer avatar is. It's the first thing I get my coaching clients to do. Um, It's just such an integral part of your marketing in general. So, so that's, that's great. Now, in terms of using Instagram to really understand who this person is, there's a few different things that you can do. So if you already have an existing following on Instagram, 
Uh, one of the most powerful tools that you can use is to have conversations with your audience, whether that be in the DMs or whether that is through Instagram story polls. Now, this is a really underutilized tool, but it is so powerful. So I actually conducted some market research for myself earlier this year. And what you can do is you can just get on your Instagram stories and it doesn't have to be anything like super obvious that you're doing like a marketing survey, but you can ca you know, ca casually just ask your audience, you know, hey, what are you guys struggling with today? Um, for me, for example, is there something in particular with regards to creating content for Instagram that you would want to know more about? And then you drop the question sticker. And in that question sticker, that allows them to, in their own words, explain what it is that they might be struggling with at that particular point. Now, that's really powerful because when you're creating your content for Instagram, if you can save those responses that you received and then you can go ahead and use the actual language that that person has shared with you, that is going to be just so powerful for being able to create content that resonates really, really deeply with that person and makes that person feel like, wow, that this girl just completely understands me. Like she's just exactly like described exactly what my struggle is. And that's because in the background, you're doing that research to actually listen to what they have to say, listen to what they're struggling with or listen to what their biggest desires and goals are. And then using their own language to be able to create content that directly addresses those struggles or those goals that they've just mentioned. So that's a really, really powerful way. Now, if you don't already have a big audience or not even a big audience, but even if you, if you don't really have a following, say you're maybe just starting out on Instagram and you're wondering, okay, well, I don't really have an audience that I can poll. There are still definitely some other amazing ways for you to get to know who your ideal client is on Instagram. And what I recommend is, so say, for example, you're a wedding planner. Okay, so think about businesses who would be complementary to your own business. Think about businesses who would have a really similar ideal client or customer to you. So maybe that's wedding photographers. Maybe it is wedding hair and makeup artists. Maybe it is wedding venues. So what you can then do is you can then find those complementary businesses go to their pages and have a look at the content that they're sharing. More importantly, have a look at the comments that people are leaving on their posts. What kind of questions are they asking? What comments are they leaving? And from there, you can get a pretty good picture of who that person is. You can then even click on their profiles and actually have a look at who those people are. Look at their demographics, look at the kind of content that they're posting. That'll give you a really good idea about their interests and, you know, things that they desire and their struggles and things like that. So, and then also don't hesitate to reach out to those people and ask them questions. So you can reply to their stories. That's a less invasive way. It's not, yeah, pushy. It's not like you're messaging them being like, Hey, can I give you this marketing survey? No, if you're <laughs> replying to their stories, that's definitely a more natural way of getting that conversation started. So yeah, that's another great strategy. And then the other thing that you can do is you can also have a look at hashtags. So think about the particular keywords and hashtags that your ideal clients 
would be using and then go onto Instagram and search those hashtags. And again, just use those as tools for social listening. Have a look at the people who are posting content with those hashtags. Have a look through, see what similarities you can find. And again, just pay really close attention to the language that those people are using and any common features, any common struggles, any common pain points, make notes of all of those because that's going to be so powerful for when you go to create content for your own brand. I love it. And can I just ask a question going back to if you do your own question on your story mm. and people are sending your answers. Mm -hmm. Some common feedback I get when I suggest mm -hmm. doing that is, well, what if the person sees that I use their exact words in my post, let's say a week later? Like, is that awkward? Is like, how, do people even care about that? Like, I always get that response. <laughs> I'm curious about your, your response. Okay. So no, I don't think that's the case at all. If anything, it's, it's going to feel like this person, like, it's like they've read my mind. Like they know my exact struggle. Most times the, the struggles that people are going to be explaining to you are going to be like really common amongst most of your ideal clients. So for me with my say from, for example, Instagram coaching, a lot of the responses I would get are just feeling overwhelmed. Like they'd use that term of being overwhelmed. And so you don't have to use exact word for word, you know, if it's a very unique phrase that someone has shared with you, um, you know, you don't have to use something super obvious like that, but have a look if there's certain words that they're using, like overwhelm mm -hmm. or yeah, busy or whatever it is. But yeah. you'll find that more often than not, people are using common terms to explain the struggles that they're going, they're going through. Yeah. So if anything, it's just going to help you to relate to them on a deeper level. Yeah. And they even come off like, oh, she actually listened to me or something like that. Like, totally. Yeah, totally. You'll deepen that connection is how mm. I like to describe it too. So amazing. So from a research <laughs> perspective, we obviously were marketers. So starting with the <laughs> dream client, who are we talking to? Do your research and use that mm. for the content to build that relationship. Is there anything that you can give tips on of how do you actually create content that's going to turn them into sales or at least DMs? Because I find mm. A lot of people, they post, they post, they post, but mm -hmm. I survey my audience on this a lot. They say mm -hmm. they never get leads or they mm -hmm. randomly trickle in, which as mm -hmm. business owners, obviously, mm -hmm. if we're putting that much time attention into mm -hmm. content creation, we want the back end results too. So what's some strategies totally. that we can follow for that? Totally. So I think it's really important. And I've noticed that this tends to be a little bit more common amongst women than men is that we don't like it to ask for the sale. Um, and I know that because that's something that I have struggled with. I mean, I was six years in sales at the radio station and I used to hate having to ask people for money. It was just yeah. this limiting belief that I have. So when you're crafting your content, it's really, really important. Firstly, to use those words that your ideal clients are using to explain the struggles and pain points, but also making sure that you are actually putting that call to action in your content, making sure you're actually asking people or telling people the next steps that you want them to take. So do you want to learn more about this offer? DM me the word Instagram to learn more about my coaching program. Give them an exact direct next steps that you want them to take in order to take them from someone who is just a lead to someone who becomes a customer or a client 
for your business. So you're creating content that first and foremost addresses their biggest pain points, challenges, struggles, or something that is a big desire or goal for them. So you're creating content around those things. You're using the language that they're using. So they're going to really resonate with you. They're going to trust you and they're going to have that rapport with you. So you've already warmed them up. All you need to do is just to give them those next steps, tell them the exact next steps that you want them to take. And then from there, that's going to be the best way for you to then convert them from someone who is a lead to someone who is a paying customer or client. Mm-hmm. Love it. So mm-hmm. you took my next question kind of as you were explaining that. <laughs> um, so the DM me, the Instagram, mm-hmm. that is huge right now, getting people into mm-hmm. conversations in the messages. So Mm -hmm. can you explain why that's important? Like, is that just a trend versus saying, click the Mm -hmm. link in my bio or going Mm -hmm. to the link tree and going from there? Yeah, I think it really depends on the offer, I believe that you're selling. So if you're selling an offer that is a relatively low cost offer, say you have an intro offer that's $7, something like that, is is something that you probably can just direct someone to the link in your bio because it's something that's a little bit less in you know expensive and it's not they're not going to have to go through as long of a buyer journey in order to actually go ahead and make that decision to purchase whereas if you are selling more high ticket items like coaching programs or services that are you know, thousands of dollars, a little bit more work does need to be done in order to really nurture that lead into a paying client or customer. And that's where DMs can be so, so powerful. So by taking that conversation into the DMs, you can then warm up that lead further. You can answer any questions or worries or concerns that they have. And what I really love to do with DMs as well is to actually send people voice notes. I found that that's even more powerful again, because It allows them to hear that you're a real person. And again, it just builds that rapport with them. And I've often found that when I've taken the time to actually send a voice note, people are always like, oh, thank you so much for, they they thank me for actually sending them a voice note. But I'm also a little bit lazy in that too, in that like sometimes it's so much easier just to send send someone a voice note. Like I do it all the time, even with texting my family and friends, I'll just send a voice note. But it has that added bonus of, you know, allowing you to really warm up that person. They get to know you. It's less rigid over than something over text. Yeah. So I find that the DMs are just such a powerful way to connect with that client or customer and just help to, to put aside any reservations that they might have. And I think that's important, especially for those more high ticket items that you are selling. Yeah. And now is there like amount of times that you should be promoting? Like if someone has, let's say five different offers, whether Mm -hmm. it's a low end to the high end coaching programs, should they be promoting every single day? If they're, let's just assume they're posting Mm -hmm. every single day, or Mm -hmm. is it like once a week sporadic? Like what do you suggest Mm -hmm. from that standpoint? Yes. Okay. So I think you need to have a balance, but in saying that, I also don't want you to be scared to talk about your offer. So what I like to recommend to my clients is it's a bit of a turnoff when someone's just constantly sell, 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 selling in every single post. But what you can do is what I like to call a soft sell. And that's where you're sharing lots and lots of value in a post. So whether that be maybe you've created a carousel post where you've shared some really, really valuable information, actionable tips for your clients or customers to go away 
and implement and get some small results, if you've given that value, then you are entitled to ask for something in return at the end of that. So you can add that soft sell in at the end and not have to feel icky or sleazy about it because you've already, people aren't going to find that gross or icky because you've just given them such amazing and valuable information. So I actually like to recommend to put that call to action in every piece of content that you create. But where I will advise caution is just an overly promotional post where you're literally just, this is my offer. These are the benefits. These are the features. You don't want to do that every single post. You could kind of pepper those posts in, but the posts where you're adding value and then having that call to action, go for your life. That's my advice anyway. Love it. Amazing. So you mentioned the carousels and we've also Mm -hmm. mentioned reels, right? Mm -hmm. So last year, reels, 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 that was Mm -hmm. the whole thing because of TikTok too. This year, I've noticed a trend that it's Mm -hmm. having the variety of the carousels, the reels, Mm -hmm. just the static posts on your feed. Is there a specific formula that we should follow? Yes. So there's not really a specific formula. What I usually recommend, and this is something that's just so powerful for people to to do when it comes to Instagram, is look at your Instagram insights. This is something that not a lot of people do. So use that. That is such a powerful tool that you have available to you and actually have a look at the content that your audience is engaging with the most. So even though right now, Instagram has come out and said that they've evened that distribution now because obviously, you know, 2020, 2021, they were pushing reels. Reels were far outperforming any other post. They've balanced you were dancing, that out a you were going seen. Literally. So they've balanced that out a little bit now, but that doesn't mean that one is better than the other for your particular audience. So I always like to encourage my clients to have a look at their insights and have a look at the content that your audience is engaging with the most. You can see all of that data in your Instagram insights and then create your content based off of that. So there's not one formula that fits all. It's going to be really dependent on what your audience is engaging with. And that may even change over time. So that's why it's so important to regularly check those insights, have a look at what your audience is engaging with and then create your content strategy based around that. Amazing. Love it. Now, is there anything that you're seeing across the board that people are doing wrong on Instagram that we should avoid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. And I mean, this could be a whole episode in itself. (laughs) So I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. But the first thing is where you're just trying to target everybody. I've had this experience with some of my agency clients where I've come to them and I've you know, discussed who their ideal customer or client is and they, you know, come back with, oh, everyone, like everyone can benefit from my product Whoever or service. Whoever can pay me. Whoever yeah. is, yes. And like, while I understand the appeal of that because you think, oh, the broader my audience is, like the more sales I'm going to get, the opposite is actually true because when you're, and I'm sure that, that you've had these conversations too, Lisa, but when you speak to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. So that's why it's so important to really refine who that person is. Think about who your dream client or customer is, maybe someone that you're already working with now, and then really map out that ideal customer avatar based on that person and speak directly to that person rather than trying to appeal to just anybody and everybody. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make on Instagram. The second biggest mistake is posting without a strategy. So again, this is like heading out you're, you know, going to visit a friend in the Gold Coast, maybe, but you have no idea how to get there and just being like, okay, yep, I'm just going to start driving and just wing it. 
without having any sort of map or GPS. So that's the equivalence to posting to Instagram without a strategy. You need to have a strategy in place so that you have that roadmap of what you're actually trying to achieve. This is going to inform your content strategy. It's going to inform how many times you post, what you post about, all of that. So it's so, so, so important to have that strategy. And then the third biggest mistake, and I'll leave it at three because I could go (laughs) on forever, but it's not checking your insights as I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Insights are such a valuable tool to tell you about who your audience is, when they're most often online, so it can inform, you know, what times you're posting and the days that you're posting. It can inform you on the content that's really resonating with them. So that's, yeah, such, such an important one is to make sure you're regularly checking your Instagram insights. Yeah. And I'm sure you love it. Like as much as I do, like with radio, you wouldn't be able to tell the insights instantly. Mm. You have to wait until everything goes and like the aftermath and like exactly. see everything see with commercials. Mm-hmm. But digital marketing is like, you post something, you know, the results, you yes. do this, you know, the results. So like exactly. you can tweak on the fly, which is amazing and really mm-hmm. quickly, but utilize that information to mm-hmm. your advantage. That's how you'll mm-hmm. be able to really scale. Totally. Totally. It's, it's so important. And that that was where it was hard in radio because it was a lot harder to prove ROI, whereas you have all of this data online. It's amazing. Most of the, the different social platforms have insights and it's just, it's so powerful. And as marketers, it's just such an incredible tool to be able to reflect on that data when informing your strategy moving forward. Absolutely. Love it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned you have a podcast. So why don't you tell us, mm-hmm. tell our listeners where they can even find your podcast to learn more yes. about Instagram too. Yes. Okay. So I have a podcast called Instagram for Bosses. And um, yeah, we basically just talk all things Instagram. I cut through the fluff because there is a lot of fluff out there. I try to keep my episodes short between sort of 10 to 20 minutes fluffery and yeah we we inform on everything from instagram strategy to content to the latest instagram updates the algorithm and just everything in between amazing amazing i will make sure to link that in the show notes so everyone can check out your podcast and i always like to end our guest interviews asking a question so Mm -hmm. what is the one piece of advice that you would give a fellow entrepreneur does not have to be instagram related just business, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship in general, what is that one piece of advice that you would give? That is a great, great question. I love that question. And my biggest piece of advice is, and it's not anything sexy, but it is to have patience. Patience really is the key to success because you hear about these overnight success stories, but I just want people to know that's not the norm. So if it is taking you a little bit longer to hit those key revenue goals that you're wanting to hit, that is normal. Um, and, and you need to just have that patience because if you're in this for overnight success, then it's just not going to work out for you. It's a long game. You need to be consistent. You need to consistently put out high quality content and you just need to have that patience. That's, it's not anything sexy, but honestly, it's, it's probably one of the most important keys to success. It's, it's the truth. It's, you can't post on Instagram, be rich overnight. It's just not going to happen that way. No, no. <laughs> no matter how many people online say that it can happen. Mm-hmm. It does not happen that way, guys. No. Be patient, be consistent, put mm-hmm. out the good content and just look at the insights. Every, mm-hmm. all the tips that you've given us, just <laughs> implement everything is what I'm trying to say. Yes, totally. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. I think you gave us a lot of golden nuggets here tonight or this morning in your time. (laughs) (laughs) So biggest thing, my takeaway is the soft call to action. So you don't always have Mm. to be pushy, pushy, pushy. I think that's Mm going to be a really big piece that people needed to hear. So thank Mm. you so, so much for being on here. Really greatly appreciate you starting your day off with us. So I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. All right. And that's a wrap for today's episode. A huge thank you to Andrea. She gave us a lot of insights on really how you can utilize Instagram to its fullest, but actually to how do you get sales? That's the biggest thing. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you found this interesting. I really, really want you to remember that it is okay to sell your offer. I love the tip where she gave, if you just gave an immense amount of value, you deserve and you have been entitled to now do a selling portion of any of your offers. So thank you so much again for hanging out with us. I highly recommend you check out her podcast as well. And we're going to record an episode on her podcast. So once that is live, I will let you know, but stay tuned for next week's episode. Super excited to dive into some more marketing tips to help you really leverage digital marketing to grow and scale your business 100% online. That is my goal. So enjoy your day. Thank you again. And I hope hopefully this was fantastic for you as it was for me. Bye for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.